Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Ashley Wingrimes about how she helps nurses build their personal brands. Ashley has a Bachelor of Science in Nursing and is an RN who is the founder of Cannabis Nursing School, author of Stigmatized, and the children's book, Asa's Medicine. Ashley has been featured in High Times, and in 2021, she was chosen for Baltimore Business Journal Leaders in Healthcare. <laughs> Welcome, Ashley. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I am perfectly fine. I'm very happy I arrived today. <laughs> Me too. I'm glad right? that you're well and yes. here. Tell us a little bit about how you got where you are today. It's a long story, but I've been a nurse for a long time, 14 years, coming on 15, I'd like to say. And my journey has been pretty traditional up until about five years ago. So I was handing out medicine like every other nurse hands out medicine, you know, stethoscope and all. And eventually I worked my way up into corporate for a 14 hospital system and, you know, money stuff, not really patient-centered stuff. So for me, it was a good learning experience, but wasn't a ton of fun, right? Like I, my thing is the patient, patient care, things like that. But during that time, I also was the victim of cyber theft and I had a post-traumatic response to that. And so I wasn't quote unquote performing optimally after that event. And I was asked to take a position that was half my salary. And as traumatic as the experience was, it kind of catapulted me into a whole different direction in my career, which is how I ended up learning more about, one, myself first, diving into holistic medicine, trying to understand like how I could get myself back to who I knew myself to be, only realizing that I had been ignoring myself for a really long time. And so yoga, acupuncture, therapy, obviously, is super important for everyone. But I ran into what they call the endocannabinoid system. And at that point, I was like, how have I been a nurse for so long and don't know anything about this whole body system? And so, I mean, it things just kind of moved from there. Like, I was like, okay, I need to tell everybody about this. I need to educate everyone about this. The whole healthcare system is a sham. So therefore, I can't be a part of this anymore. And so that was my whole, that was how I ended up being <laughs> long story short. <laughs> it's interesting because I was in school for my bachelor's of nursing, but I okay. didn't finish it. But I kind of had some of the same similarities with practicing and issues like that too. And then went to the holistic side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's real. It, it's, it's. It's an experience to say the least. And, you know, I, I wrote a poem once. It's called I Love You and I Hate You because on one end, yeah, it took care of me, my family. You know, I always had a job to go to. But at the same time, I feel like I was abused in a lot of ways through my naivete, you know, not really understanding what I was getting myself into. So I felt kind of confined. And OK, well, the only thing I can be is a nurse and at the bedside and taking care of patients and, you know, those kind of things. And, you know. Should I be proud of it? Absolutely. But do I have to? Is this the only thing that I can do? No, there's more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't let it define who you are. Yeah. What inspired you to help others build their personal brand? And I guess become more than just a nurse. 
yeah. at the different identity. Because as I started to deconstruct my identity, I realized how important that was. So I was the the nurse who only identified as a nurse. Like it was my first career. I was focusing all my attention on it. I mean, when the mom thing came into play, it was like, oh, you got to do that too. Like it was, <laughs> it was a real thing. And as I st- also, let me back up some. So when I started trying to teach other people about the endocannabinoid system, I started what I called the training course at the time. and you know, in my mind, if I taught people, they would go off and do amazing things with it. But what I found was that they would learn and then they wouldn't feel confident enough to go tell other people about it, which was the whole point of me doing it. It was supposed to be a side hustle. It was supposed to be nothing more than that. I was supposed to just give them the information and they go off and do great things. Well, I realized they weren't doing the great things and I realized it was because of the stigma. And so the question then became, what do I do next? And so I had to do what what was next, which is, you know, establish myself from an entrepreneurial stance, from a a branding point of view, all those kind of things. And then essentially transpose that information to other people who, you know, have those big visions and those big goals too. You know, this industry, the cannabis industry is obviously a very stigmatized space to be in. For a lot of people who operate in this space, they they come from a place of privilege, come have a lot of capital to invest, um, usually take a plant touching approach. But um, in my mind, there's a lot of like, you know, ancillary opportunities that exist and we need to get out of our own heads to be able to take advantage of what's available. Yes. Now, can I back up for just a sec? There's uh, this really fun word that you keep using. Yeah. <laughs> it starts with an E and it's the system. Yeah. What's that word and what does it mean? (laughs) Yes, endocannabinoid system. Okay. And so endo means internal. Cannabinoid refers to um, the equivalent of CBD or THC. And then it's uh, it's a neuroreceptor system. And so what does that mean? Our body makes its own cannabinoids. We have two in particular that bind to that system. The cannabinoids that I mentioned already, most people are familiar with are CBD and THC that are found in the cannabis plant, but there are also over a hundred. And so in conjunction with enzymes and other, you know, sciencey kind of things, that's what helps create homeostasis in the body is what they call the master regulator to all the other um, biological functioning. And so in my mind, if I know about the respiratory system, the cardiac system, why don't I know about this system? Right. And isn't there a receptor in every single cell? Not just A, but receptors in every single cell for those? They, they're they more dense in certain areas than others. Okay. Um, and there are different versions of those receptors. But I guess to answer it in a very short way, pretty much <laughs> yes. <laughs> Overall, yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. So you were able to teach other people about this really cool system so that they now know about it yeah and now you also have to teach them to basically there's more to you than what out there says and help them get going and running yes that must feel I have a couple words but I don't know if they're exactly like what I'm wanting to portray but like like liberating or and rewarding at the same time (laughs) Oh, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I have such a good time doing this. I don't even know how to 
put it into words how rewarding it is because as much as as much so it started off with a personal development goal right like and so I don't know if you've gone through that evolution of I'm here now and this is what I am today but that in itself is very liberating and rewarding but to watch yourself continue to grow beyond what you thought was possible while at the same time time instilling that into other people so they can grow in real time. So it's funny that I was just looking at old videos on my YouTube channel and I always make them like I don't have like a viral, you know, YouTube channel or nothing crazy like that. I only make videos for the intention of clarifying what we talk about in the Highline Tribe. And so um, I went back to an old video probably about six or seven months ago. And the question was about personal boundaries when you're podcasting, you know, and today the questioning is more around project management and how to organize my my business. Right. And so I'm sitting there and I'm listening to myself talk in response to them, but also recognizing how much they've grown and how much I've grown all at the same time. And so. I, it's it's just an amazing experience, to be honest with you. That's fun. So who would you say is like your ideal avatar? She is most likely a she. Nursing is a heavily dominated woman profession. She is feeling a bit burned out. She recognizes the power in the plant, has some sort of transformational experience with cannabis in her own personal life or in a family member's life or with even a patient, probably doesn't recognize how powerful she is, how important she is in her role as a nurse, also longs to express herself creatively and is very driven, action-oriented, and goal-oriented same thing. Anyway, um, so all of those things. And most likely when she meets me, she has a very big vision, but she doesn't know how to take action on it because she's not sure what the first steps are. So how do you get in front of her? Podcasting, social media, networking events, speaking engagements, word of mouth, in, in my particular industry, it's very hard to do, you know, targeted ads. So everything is very, very, very organic. I trust that everybody that I've attracted, at least thus far, resonate with my message in a very particular way. And so I always know that message is intended for them. You know, I've been told you either like it or you don't with me. So, you know, that just, that part just is what it is. So, yeah, that's pretty much the method. Awesome. Thank you. For social media channels, is there some that you prefer or do over others? I probably do Instagram more naturally. Like, you know, sharing day-to-day stuff, connections, building more of a, like a community through my Instagram. I think the other channels are a little bit more quote-unquote strategic. (laughs) It's a lot easier to share your day-to-day on Instagram. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I love planning the stories and, you know, just sharing things that I'm doing. What are some big goals that you're looking to achieve in the next year or two? I am I am in that weird phase of business where I have to grow my team. And it's really not fun. 
I would love to be stabilized in who my what my team is and what it looks like. And so in the next few months, I hope to launch officially launch the cannabis nursing school. So we'll see. We'll see how this evolves. That's that's, that's all I can say. That's how I feel right now. (laughs) Awesome. You have a goal. (laughs) How would let's say your team's together Mm -hmm. and everything's been hunky dory. Yeah. How would that change your your business? It would be more efficient. I would have more space to expand. So I have really, really big ideas, um, really, really big goals. Uh, I want to, you know, I have like four or five other children's books that I want to write. You know, I want to do more speaking engagements. I want to own a home health center. Like I, it's just a lot of things that I want to be able to do. So having a stabilized and, and functional team is important to be able to expand all the things that live in my mind to become reality. And to focus on one thing at a time instead of doing it all at once. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) That's the tricky part. Right. (laughs) Um, What do you think is the number one roadblock that's kind of stopping you from getting there? It's just a new skill set. It's just a new skill set that I'm not familiar with. You know, one of the things I feel like in business, there are aspects that we know and we're aware of and there are aspects that you just don't and you don't know what to expect. And when you don't know what to expect, you can't be preventative and you can't be like you can't like you just can't think ahead. Right. And so because you haven't experienced it yourself. And so I think the biggest thing is having people that can advise in a way that allows me to think further than what my perception can see. That one can be pretty important, hey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the best advice that you've ever given? Best advice I've ever given? You know what? I'm going to stick with the one that I said earlier. We're not going to be boring here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be boring. If you're going to do something, do it with pizzazz. Do it with grace. Do it with, you know, you being uniquely you. And um, whether it's at work, whether it's you're starting your own business, it doesn't matter. If you're going to mom, mom the way that feels good to you. If you're going to be a nurse, be a nurse that feels good to you. So that's that's probably the biggest one. My thought was spirit fingers. (laughs) Mm, Yes, yes, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) What's the best advice you've ever received? Be okay with your emotions. Be okay with it. Somebody recently, t- and I'm not a heavily uh, biblical person, so I might screw this story up, but it was about Moses and how he was leading the Israelites to freedom. And he got upset because they became heathens and they weren't, you know, doing what he knew that was right. And instead of kind of mitigating some of his emotions, he got upset and then he hit the stone and he had to deal with the consequences of it. And so while his emotions were right, like he he had the right to his emotions, um, being able to confront and deal with them and recognize them probably would have prevented some of the consequences. So yeah, I'll take that one. So don't be scared of our emotion? Not, don't be scared of it, but don't like, because you're a leader, you don't have to not have them, right? Like you're going to have situations where you get upset. You're going to have situations where your feelings get hurt, 
right? And so instead of trying to stonewall all the emotions and, you know, not allow them to present, confront them, deal with them. I mean, I think sometimes fear is part of the issue, but I think a lot of times we want to present ourselves as a leader and we don't want to present our emotions and then the emotions that end up getting us or our business in trouble. Yeah. So like feel our emotions and then let's say sit on them sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then figure them out that way. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that being helpful in a lot of ways, especially if you're angry. (laughs) (laughs) So you obviously talk and say promote about cannabis and how to use it as a medicine. Do you want to expand on that at all? Yeah, sure. So we talked a little bit about the endocannabinoid system already, but by extension of our awareness of the endocannabinoid system, cannabis comes into it, obviously, but there are other aspects just holistically that everybody needs to be aware of. Like it's not really specific to any one particular audience. So if you have a friend or a family member who is suffering or has symptoms or may not be in the best state, are they choosing cannabis as an option for themselves? Are they leveraging other holistic options to be able to manage their endocannabinoid system like yoga and acupuncture, meditation, things like that? And so, especially as healthcare providers, we need to be aware of that and generally just recognize from a recreational point of view, there's education to be done. Let's not overconsume everyone. And then from a, sorry, and from a medicinal point of view, how can we best assess our patients in a way that helps support them as individuals? And then from a spiritual point of view, how are people using it as part of their uh, personal practices? And so, you know, when people hear cannabis nursing school or cannabis nursing solutions or anything I have to say, to be honest, they think that I'm like, everybody, let's just go smoke. And it's like, no, there are a lot of different ways you can consume it. You don't have to smoke it. Um, They all have different onset and duration times. I mean, you know, the list goes on. So, you know, just helping people to be educated and informed about what's happening as our um, states evolve, their cannabis programs, and then eventually our federal government decides to make it legal. You know, we just need to know what's happening around us. And I think knowing like the different methods of being able to take cannabis is huge too, right? Because there's methods that don't affect you the same way as smoking it does yeah right yeah so yes so we have different types of products if you eat it you put it on your skin you know tincture there's high concentrated doses there are low doses different ratios matter so you know the terpene profiles matter so when you're looking at a product, let's say, and you are looking to sleep, like there is a very specific combination of terpene and cannabinoid that will help you achieve sleep, you know? Yeah. So education is always good. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So you've had to learn resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any advice for those of us? that might 
either be in a position where we're really needing some of that right now or to tuck away for those times when we do? Yeah, you have the power to build up your your own resilience. And I think sometimes when we are less resilient, it's hard to see that that's something that's viable and an option. But when the world hands you lemons, you make lemonade, right? Like, you know, you you have to build up that muscle. It's a a very psychologically um, driven capability that you can do over time. And so I think the biggest thing is to be mindful and aware that you're in a state where you don't, you possibly don't feel like you have the tools and the resources. Reaching out to find what tools you have accessible to you in that moment and then kind of ride the wave until you can build up what that resilience looks like for you. I feel like sometimes resilience comes in the form of like blocking, like I'm not aware that I'm being resilient. So like some people will be like, cause you're so strong. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm strong, you know? And they don't know that they're being strong in a moment. They don't recognize it. But I think there's a very different take on being strong and knowing that you're intending to be strong through an experience. And I think if we shift that perspective a bit and lean into what it means to us to be strong, and accept it when it's being offered to us, I think that ability to be strong becomes easier. Mm-hmm. Did that make sense? I'm, I'm kind of talking in parables right now, but did that make sense? <laughs> talking in parables is never a bad thing. It only different <laughs> things to different people at different times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, and it's funny. It's funny because like strength, I'm, I'm, it's just interesting that I'm talking about strength. But like when you talk about strength, it looks we have a specific idea, you know, like a strength to one person means that I can pick up a barbell or something, you know. But strength can also mean that I suffered cyber theft and I'm on the other side of it, you know. And so trial. Yeah. And so everybody has their own version of what that looks like. And so I just think that if we spent more time leaning into the times where we are strong, as opposed to looking at what the perception of strength is, I think that it makes resilience easier. And I think that's what I was trying to say. Well, I'm glad we helped you get there. (laughs) (laughs) I think too, even just a form of strength is being aware who is sharing their thoughts and advice versus what am I trying to say? Everybody will have an opinion, but not every opinion matters. So just being aware of who you're letting affect you and not affect you. Yeah. You know, and it's, yes, but I feel like it's, it's bigger than that too, because certain things affect us that we don't perceive either. Mm-hmm. Right. So like when, when I talk about the hospital, the hospital affected me. Right. The policy and the rules and the, you know, the pace and all those things affected me. But I wasn't aware of that effect. Like I didn't know that that was a choice to be made. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, choose your friends, choose your environment, you know, wisely. 
determine who deserves access to your piece in your space. But then there are certain things structurally that are just outside of our control. And so how do you manage yourself in those situations? Because sometimes you just you have to deal with it. And you'll always surprise yourself because you're stronger than you think. <laughs> exactly. Well, I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you. Of course. I have fun. Is there anything that you wanted to touch on that we haven't talked about yet? You know what, to be honest with you, I think we did a lot in this little bit of time. If anybody wants to reach out, and I think that was the next thing we we're going to talk about, but if somebody does want to reach out, I'm at CannabisNursingSchool.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Cannabis Nursing Solutions. I'm pretty accessible via IG. So you can shoot me a DM if you have questions for me. But yeah, that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Ashley. Of course. And take care and we will touch base soon. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.